0: i'm your co-host olivia and i'm your co-host kennedy and welcome to the macaque so today we've got two new true crime stories yep and I'm going to go first, and I'm going to be talking about the Columbine School Shootings. Whoa. Yep. Go for it. So, the Columbine School shooting took place in Littleton, Colorado, which is like a little suburb of Denver. It's not Denver, but it's like kind of in there, you know? Um, on April 20th, 1999. And there were two... Gunman, um, Eric Harris, who was 18, and he's actually from Wichita, which I hate. We don't claim him, Mm-mm. and claim him. Dylan Klebold, who was 17. Where was he from? From Littleton. Oh, yeah, okay. um, but I hate that the one guy was from Wichita, he's not allowed here. Um, so the combine's really interesting to me because. They planned it out so far in advance, and there was so much leading up to it that so many people could have stepped in and stopped it. I feel like that happens a lot, though. Like, that's, but like, a there lot. was a lot. Like, in January of 98, over a year before the actual shooting, they were both arrested for stealing um, items out of a van, and they were sent to juvenile- juvie, and they had to go through anger management... And exactly, did not it did more. not work. They both talked about how stupid they thought it was. They were like, "Oh, like they, they very much played into what the teacher of the anger management wanted to hear." And then outside, they were like, "That's fucking stupid." Um, and then March '98, still a year before the actual shooting, he um. Eric Harris had threatened to kill another student. Oh um, yeah. Uh Brooks Brown was the name of the kid, and the parents were pissed and filed with the sheriff's office saying, Hey, this kid tried to threaten to kill my kid. Let me guess. They did nothing? They did nothing. Per. That's what they always do. It's uh, cute. They were like, oh, silly little teenager. That's just teenage angst. Don't worry. Yeah. Because personally, I always threaten to kill my last means. Yeah, I mean, it just happens. That's what I he do. even put it on the internet. He had a little blog. He's like, I'm gonna kill Brooks Brown. Oh and God. the sheriff is like, that's silly. That You guys are just being goofy right on. Dog. That's uh, not... Yeah, so both of those times were times the police could have stepped in and been, like, they could have been in jail and it never would have fucking happened. But a lot of like, there were a lot of times parents could have intervened as well eric um was taking meds that made him suicidal and homicidal and so the doctors took him off that med and put him on a different brand name of the same medication so he was still feeling suicidal and homicidal real smart on the doctor's part i feel like i feel like it's fine that way i think that had nothing to do with it. to be honest no no well that's assuming he was taking the meds we, That's true. I thought he was. In his bloodstream the day of, they did find the medication, but leading up to it, he might not have been. They were serious that he might not have been. That's fair. But if he stopped taking it, would it make him less or would it make him just as? I- I- No oh, fuck is wrong with that kid. <laughs> a lot. Um, so that was a lot of it. And then they also recorded videos talking about what they were going to do. They call them the basement tapes. but it Literally just a videotape version of a fucking manifesto. It's a manifesto, but they called it the basement tapes because they filmed it in the basement of one of their houses. That's cute. Whose house did they film it I believe it was Eric's, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, so I put some quotes down from the basement tapes because they are vile. I can't wait to listen to them. Yeah. And there's like five different basement tapes. And I'll, I have them in order of oldest. Did me. you watch all of them? You can't watch them. There's only transcripts. Oh, damn it. I know. I mean, not that I would want to, but I I, I, but I like just, I, like, I just want to, like, see yeah. them. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I would want to watch it. I would watch it. But, like, not because, like, oh, my God. Just because, like... It's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. And I just yeah. want to be upset, I guess. Yeah. So, the first basement tape is from March 15th. So, this is about a month beforehand. And... Wait, so they started um, the basement tapes a month before? No, basement tapes have been going on a long before, but these are just the ones that have been released to the public. Oh. There are a lot more that have not been released to the public. There How many do you know? Many, many videos. They were, like, recording everything. That's disgusting. And the victim's families got to see all of them. I don't, if they yeah. wanted to. Well, yeah, I don't think they'd be like, open your eyes! <laughs> They're like, and now you have to watch this. Mm, that's... Um, I don't think I, I don't... I would, but I wouldn't want to see it at the same time. Yeah. So, there's some real, real fun quotes from... You know, actually, my Uber is here. Um, I, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Like, I'm actually busy today. Like, I can't <laughs> do this. I'm quitting the podcast, I feel. So, I have them in order of, like, in the video, like... Where they were. Yeah. Okay. So, one of the first things is they talk about a kid named Brandon Larson and how... Quote, you will find his body. I love, like, imagine being that kid, though, and, like, listening <laughs> And seeing to- that shit, you're like, oh, my God. Because he lived, I think. Oh, okay. You think? Like, I'm, maybe. Pretty sure. But, like, imagine. They're like, yeah. Oops. Yeah, and then the next one, was it, like, a jock guy? Is that who that was? Yeah, they really targeted a lot of jocks. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm sure it was. It's the same guy in my story. It's going to be great. It's not even a story. It's true crime, but. Yeah. Um. Right. And then the boys talked about the large propane bombs they planned to use on suspecting unsuspecting students in the school cafeteria. How did they like even fucking do? Like they came in with bags and they just set them down and they were like, "This they this is t- fine. Two duffel bags. They were twenty pound pipe bombs. Yeah, that's two of them. Mm-hmm. They had them in their little duffel bags and they carried them in, and put it in the um, cafeteria, set the timer, and just walked away. And nobody like noticed, like nobody. It was a gym bag. I mean, it was a duffel bag. Like, but it was just there alone. Yeah. And they watched two of the most like weird. Oh, that's the thing. They didn't see any. There's no proof that they placed it, other than them saying they were gonna do it, because these motherfuckers were too smart for their own good. Because they purposely put. The duffel bags in the cafeteria when the CCTV tape was being changed, so there's no proof of them going into the cafeteria to place the duffel bags. But nobody, like, even when they were placed, nobody even, like, noticed? They were just like... Nobody was in the cafeteria. It was 11 in the morning. It was before lunch had started. But then when lunch starts, the, nobody said anything. Would you question it if you just saw a duffel bag? I feel like I would. I wouldn't. But I mean, I, it, in, like a gym bag? I mean, I guess, but, like, there's two of them and, like, little, like... Well, they're not next to each other. If that makes you feel better. I don't... I don't think it does, but I feel like, obviously, it'd be way more conspicuous if they <laughs> saw them do it. So, I guess if they... I guess. And also, this was before school shootings were, like, a big deal. This was, like, one of the first big ones that got people's attention, like... Yeah. It, if I would have been a kid in 1999, I wouldn't have ever thought... Like, us now, we've been trained for, like, to think about it. Which is disgusting. I but, hate it, but... yeah. Um, but so yeah. this one came before Sandy Hook. This is the first big one. Okay. Yeah. Which I hate. But um they also said, quote, "We're proving ourselves," quote, by doing this. Like this is them proving themselves because to they're the world. they're macho big pee-pee energy now. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cuz mm-hmm. they're part of the trench coat Mafia. What the fuck is that? It was a little group of kids who were like social outcasts in the school. Wore big black trench coats, so they felt cool. Me. Just no. kidding. I wouldn't be doing it. Um, Don't be doing it. This part is really, really sad. Uh, Eric says he isn't spending much time with his family so that there won't be any bonding, and this won't be harder to do. Wait, Eric said that? Yeah. That surprises me, because they said that Eric was, like, the one who was, like... Yeah. He's the bipolar. Like, one. the instigator. Yeah. Um, but... They both, like, feel, like, they're very conscious of what they're doing. Like, I know there's a later one where he goes, I wish I I was a sociopath so I didn't have to feel, like, the remorse. Which I know is stupid, but, like... No, I get it, but, like, why the fuck do you... would you do it then? And, like, they also didn't just target, like, the jocks, like, they did, but they also just shot... Kids, anybody. And, like, like kids, like, freshmen who, like, didn't even know who they were. And they were just like... Yeah, they shot anybody they found. Well, not everybody. Well, I'll get to that. Yeah. Okay. Um, another quote is from Dylan, and he says, Being shy didn't help. I'm going to kill you all. You've been giving us shit for years. Fuck you, Walsh. And Tim Walsh is one of the main cops um, who, like, was an asshole to them. Uh, oh. and one of the, I think Tim Walsh was the one who arrested them when they stole from that van. Um, oh, so he was just doing his job? Got it. Yeah, and so he said, How fuck you, they? Walsh. How fucking dare they? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna love this. The duffel bags? Mm. You wanna know what they call the duffel bags? No. They're terrorist bags. Well, that's um, it's accurate- It's <laughs> accurate. Yes, it's an accurate name for- But they called A bomb bag, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a little series of dialogue here, which I is good. Uh, so Dylan says, "I don't like you, Rachel and Jen. You're stuck-up little bitches. You're fucking little Christian, godly little whores." And that's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> that doesn't sound like um, accurate. And then Harris in res- or Eric says in response, "Yeah, quote, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Quote, shut the fuck up." Bible thumping pieces of shit, and <laughs> there's more. They keep going on this little tangent. Oh, then that. Dylan says, "What would Jesus do? What the fuck would I do?" He's Jesus. Okay. I... It gets better, I guess. Uh... Are you sure it gets better? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, then Dylan acts like he's shooting the camera with his hand, with sounds to accompany it, and he. And then Eric says, "I would shoot you in the motherfucking head." Go Romans! Thank God they crucified that asshole. And then they both proceed to chant, Go Romans, go Romans. Mm, Yeah. Okay. That's a good one, right? To each their own, I guess. Um, Go Romans. (laughs) No. 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 (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Incorrect. Uh, Later in the video, Eric pulls out a little black combat knife from a black sheath and says that he paid $15 for it. Whoa, big spender. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then... He says that there's a swastika on the side, and there is. <laughs> he etched a swastika into the night. But in one of those things, doesn't he say, oh, I hate racism? Is that, like, a thing? Yeah. Uh, but he oh. also says the N-word and killed the black guy, so, like, we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so. Okay. Then, later, the camera focuses into a black plastic box with the word explosive scratched into the side. That's fair. You wanna know the best part of that? No. Dylan mentions how Eric's parents took it away from him, but Eric adds that they only took the pipe bomb out of it and gave the box back. So the parents found a pipe bomb and, they and gave him the box of explosives back. Wait. So With, like, like like fuses and shit in there and other stuff. They're like, "Here you go. We took the pipe bomb, but you can have the rest." So anger management didn't work. Made fun of it. Parents found a pipe bomb and a thing to make explosive, explosives with. And then was like, you know what? I'll just take this pipe bomb. You <laughs> guys can, like, go ahead and make another one. You. <laughs> if you want. Why? Like, I'm not blaming the parents of A course. little bit. They found a pipe bomb? Okay, I guess. But, like, you, like, see that and you don't really want to be, like, my kid's a school shooter. You know what I mean? Um, so, I still think, like... If your kid had already been arrested, had to go to anger management, and then you find a pipe bomb. I feel like there's room for improvement with that. Maybe. Instead of just being like, you know what? Here's this box. Here you go. Have it back. Um, then they go on to talk about how they hate all races, and they say the N-word. They These are two white men. They say the N-word. Um, they say another slur towards Hispanic people, um, Jewish people, and then they end it by saying, and all the fucking white people. So at least they're self-reflective, I guess. They said, actually, we hate everybody, but specifically... Us. Races. All races. Yeah, everybody. So at least they included everybody, and not just, like, pointed... Yeah. S- pointed, you know. I mean, s- progressive, specific, really. Yeah. mm <laughs> I have to go <laughs> Fucking Jesus no, um They also mention enemies That abused them And friends who didn't do enough To defend them That's You can't blame it on your friends Or like Anyone Really for this yeah. But like Especially like The fr- so Like You this know why? why you don't You're always nice to the weird kids you Always be nice to the weird kids But like the thing is Is like They're your friends So they give you some sort of support And you're like Fuck you You didn't do enough and Like that's stupid Yeah It in one segment, they spend more than an hour okay. discussing their hatred for humanity and their fellow students, whom they vowed to kill. They name some of the classmates they hope to murder. Did they? Did they? Yeah. But I don't have the names. Why wouldn't you have the names? It wasn't in the transcript. Ugh. Well, that's fair. You probably don't want that out there. Yeah. If you're the person. Oh, that's really fair. Yeah. I was just thinking, like, wrecking recognizing the victims kind of you know what i mean i have the names of the victims later on but yeah uh, that's good yeah um a couple times during their rants dylan and eric dylan warns eric to talk more quietly so as to not wake eric's parents who are sleeping upstairs they're like shh, 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 my parents. But, but i feel like even the parents would be like oh they're talking about like pipe bombs like oh they want to like fucking kill like they're uh, That's okay. Like, they're just... At least silly. They're just airing it out. Like, it's fine, guys. There's another quote where they say, Go ahead and change gun laws. How do you think we got ours? Because at the time,
1: Eric had just
0: barely turned 18. And so, yeah, they got their guns illegally, obviously. They also discuss coming back as ghosts to haunt the survivors... To, quote, create flashbacks from what we do and drive them insane. Good thing they didn't. Hopefully. I mean, we don't know. That's fair. But I feel like it, a lot of survivors, either they end up with PTSD, but I feel like a lot of the Columbine survivors, like, really tried hard to, like, yeah. live the best they could. And I I feel like for that, that's good enough for me to be, like, Fuck you, you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. Um, then Eric says, You guys will all die, and it will be fucking soon. I hope you get an idea of what we're implying here. You all need to die. We need to die, too. We need to fucking kickstart the revolution here. The revolution already fucking happened. Everybody, you're done. And then there's there's more of this same dialogue. Dylan says, The most, de- the most deaths in U.S. history. And Eric... Kisses his shotgun and says, hopefully. But that's not even... It didn't happen, but yeah. they were really going for it. Idiots. How big was the school? Like, how many students? Uh, I believe it was, like, 800. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm just... Yeah. I didn't know how big it was. Uh, then Dylan says, we're hoping, we're hoping. I hope we kill 250 of you. It will be the most nerve-wracking 15 minutes of my life after the bombs are set and we're waiting to charge through the school seconds will be like hours i can't wait i'll be shaking like a leaf how long did it last fully like an hour tops they don't actually have an exact death time for the boys um because they weren't in there which i'll get into but that's fucking crazy that i mean technically they are kind of right about that like to be one of the people in the shootings that would feel like years yeah but Uh, I think there was actually only 20 minutes of actual shooting. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, and then Eric comes back with, I hope people have flashbacks, and then he makes shooting noises while aiming his shotgun. The best part, isn't it fun to get the respect we're going to deserve? We don't give a shit because we're going to die doing it. Well, joke's on you, motherfuckers. We don't respect you. Yeah, I don't know why. They were like, we're going to be loved. Nope. Because later Dylan says... Directors will be fighting over this story. I know we're going to have followers because we're so fucking godlike. We're not exactly human. We have human bodies, but we've evolved into one step above you fucking human shit. We actually have fucking self-awareness. So, like, they're their own little, like, baby cult. They're like, yeah. They're like, ah, it's us. So that's the end of the first tape that's been released. Oh, good. So there's, like, even more? Oh, yeah, there's just one. Oh, I thought that was just, like, a mixture of all of them. No, that was, okay. Oh, good. So, the next one is three days later, on March 18th. Good. I love that breath. Yeah. So, they state that religions are gay, and for people who are weak and can't deal with life. How do you feel about that? That's not exactly fair. I feel <laughs> that's kind of fucking rude. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, then they talk about a couple of people. One of whom Eric says he wants to shoot in the groin area. Does it say that name? Um, no. They also talk about someone named Jesse Gordon and quote the Goof Troop. I don't know what that means, but they said it. Well, they're fucking crazy, so... And then they go on a racist tirade talking about how that N-word stopped us that day and how black people talk in ebonics? Uh Uh-oh, I don't know what that word is. You better be careful. It's like... Like, I... It means, like, black people talk. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they bash on the Mexican slur again. Perfect. As they shouldn't do, actually. Let's not do that. This one, actually, the next three are the most upsetting to me. Good. Um, They wonder about the possibility of people catching fire from the bombs. When they lit the bombs, were people in there? No. What the fuck was the point, then? They had a timer on it. Well, they're stupid. They timed it wrong, idiots. No, they timed it right. It just didn't go off. So it was even stupider? Got yeah, it. they just bad at making pipe bombs. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Then But I'm also not saying like they should have timed it sooner because then people would act more people would have died. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that like they're stupid. So yeah. anyway. Then uh Eric he looks directly into the camera and says, You're lucky it doesn't hold more ammo. I hate that. Because there were multiple times throughout the shooting that they had to, like, stop and reload. I know. I wish... I wish somebody would have taken them down. Because at one point, they did see them reload. And I just wish they would have. But, like, I'm... I would be scared to do that, too. But I just... I wish they would have, is all I'm saying. The last point I have for this tape is... The boys insist, we are, but we aren't psycho. No, they are. Yeah, for sure they are. They're like, guys... Don't worry about it. At least we have feelings about this, okay? Yeah. So then, another tape, April 11th. This is now nine days before the shooting. It's getting real close. And so, like, through this whole time, the parents, like, were like, oh, kids are yelling, and they have, and I can, like, hear them being disgusting. Yeah. It's fine. Like, they, it's good. did they say they, did the parents even say they okay. knew to it? <sighs> if you say they fucking knew, I'm They did not know. Okay. If that makes you feel better. But they talk about I would have jumped out this window right now. Yeah. So on April 11th, Dylan says, we've been planning this for over eight months. Eight? Over eight months. But even like, I feel like they even had that in their mind a really long time ago, too. Yeah. Just because we're loners and weirdos and people treat us mean, so I'm going to do this. Oh, fuck you. Get up, life. Yeah. This one's a long quote, so I'm just going to read it, and then you can reflect, okay? Okay, I'll be making faces during this whole thing. So yeah. It's going be fine. So Eric says, My parents are the best fucking parents I have ever known. My dad is great. I wish I was a fucking sociopath, so I didn't have any remorse, but I do. This is going to tear them apart. They will never forget it. And then he addresses his parents directly Um, and says, there's nothing you guys could have done to prevent any of this. There is nothing that anyone could have done to prevent this. No one is to blame except me and Vodka, which is Dylan. Our actions are a two-man war against everyone else. I forgot that they had nicknames for each other. Yeah. Vodka. Vodka and what? No. It was just Dylan had a nickname. Eric was just Eric. That's... Eric and Vodka. That's... I agree. Okay. It should have been, like, Vodka and fucking... Gin. Grey Goose. Something. Wait, that is vodka, is it? Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. So. Oh my god, Grey and Goose. Stop. Sorry. Um, so yeah. I bet the parents loved hearing that. Oh, I thought you, about, I thought you said I met the parents. I was like, no, you didn't. No. I, I'm i sure the parents loved listening to that. Well, they... Well, what are um, you gonna do? Oh, here's another one. Good. Yeah. Um... I think it was Eric again, says that he's going to be, quote, one tired motherfucker come Monday, then boom, I'll get shot and die. I feel like, so most of the time, Eric was talking. Yeah. During the tapes, it was Eric talking, but during the actual shooting, it was Dylan. That's weird to me. Yeah. I feel like it should be, like, the way they, how they, like, went about the shooting, I feel like it should have been reversed. Yeah, I agree. Because... Eric needs to shut the fuck up. He needs a mute button. So in a lot of these, they mention the dates because they talk about how people are going to be studying these. But in this next tape, the date is not actually known. They've tried to piece it together based on like things that they mentioned, but there's no definitive date. So is it like a? Is there like a rough estimate? It's close to the shooting. It's in between the April 11th one and the March 18th one. But that's a pretty big gap. It is. Yeah. Um, and there's just a couple quotes from this one. Um, they say, It's a weird feeling knowing you're gonna be dead in two and a half weeks. Yeah, probably. I bet that is a weird feeling. Well, I mean, you wouldn't have to be if you just, If like, you just didn't do that. If you just, like, didn't fucking shoot yourselves and other people. Oh. We mentioned, uh, Brandon Larson again. Poor guy. And his head being on a knife. Oh, so. my. This one is actually my favorite quote. I think because it has nothing to do with anything. Oh, so there's yeah. more idiots. Okay. The boys begin discussing how fucking snow is gay. <laughs> 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 That's a real dead ass quote. Fucking snow is gay. And then they quote, "Hope this shit clears out by Tuesday." Actually, Sunday, cuz Eric says he needs dry weather for my fires. But I love the fucking snow is gay. I don't know why that just is really funny to me. That's because... Because it's stupid. It's like... Men do this weird thing. They're boys. Okay, boys do this weird thing where they, like, will, like, have a serious conversation and they'll be like, oh my god, did you see that? I'm like, shut the fuck up. We're literally talking about something important. Like, you're literally talking about murdering children and then you go... Fucking snow fucking is gay. Fucking snow is so... You're... Okay. I'm fine. Okay. So this last tape is 30 minutes before they start shooting. So that's good. So they were late, so they didn't like go to class until like 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. they skipped the first four periods. And a lot of people thought that was really weird because Eric was very like manic about classes. Yeah, he was very He just manic in focused. And so he had missed a test that day and a lot of people thought that was really weird. Um See, like, he could have been just, like, a good fucking student. And people knew about him. They just thought he was fucking weird. Yeah. And he was going to go into, like, the Marines. Like, he could have done something. Like, I feel like a lot of murderers and, like, serial killers and shit, they could have done so much more with who they were. But they decided to just be the worst people on planet Earth. Yeah. So, Eric says, yeah, everyone I love, I'm really sorry about all this. I know my mom and dad will be just, like, just fucking shocked beyond belief. I'm sorry, all right, I can't help it. And then Dylan says, he interrupts and says, we did what we had to do. And then Eric says, Morris and Nate, if you guys live, I want you guys to have whatever you want from my room in the computer room. I hate that. Who are they? The friends. They say, if my friends live, you guys can have this stuff. Saying that they might shoot their friends. But then, or they might be in the bomb way. but... Yeah, but, like, imagine, though, like, them listening to that and then being like, I don't want... I don't want your shit, dog. I don't want your stuff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> keep Why Keep you fucking bobs, dog. Well, you didn't want them to have the bomb. No. Like, you can keep your fucking computer shit. I'm okay. Like, I'm... I'll pass, actually. But there are some sick fucks that would, like, want to sell that. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, oh, my God. I bet though that the like FBI, FBI confiscated all oh, that. Oh, hundred percent. They probably did. Nate and Morris were probably like, "God fucking damn it, that's my shit." No, they. <laughs> no, weren't. they weren't. They but... definitely didn't want it. <laughs> but <laughs> if they wanted it, mm, that's weird. That's a lot. Um, another thing is they called it NBK Day, which stands for Natural Born Killers, like the fucking band. I hate human beings. Me just kidding. Me. I just hate them. So, now for the actual stuff of, like, the actual shooting, because that was all, like, leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at approximately 11.19 a.m., Dylan and Eric, dressed in trench coats, began shooting fellow students outside. They'd just gotten out of their cars. They were getting ready to go place little bombs, and they shot people. Um, by approximately 11.35... They had killed 12 students and a teacher and wounded more than 20 other people. That's 20 minutes. That's actually like 16 minutes. So that's like really fast. Like a couple people within a minute. Yeah. Like every single minute. Because they killed. Most of the people they killed were in the library.
1: Um, Yeah. I didn't know that.
0: Like in my mind, I thought it was the cafeteria. No. Because I thought that's what they were going for. It is, but then it didn't work because they're idiots. Good. Um, and then shortly after 12 p.m., they turned the guns on themselves and killed themselves, but we don't have an exact time for that. Um. So they walked into the school cafeteria, placed their two duffel bags containing 20-pound propane bombs, and they'd set it to explode at 11.17 a.m., because they said that that was the most busy time in the cafeteria and it would get the most people. Well, I'm glad they fucking didn't succeed. Fuck you guys. Um, Then, when the bombs failed to detonate, they began the shooting spree. So, um, I have a list of the victims, um, and there's too fucking many. I hate it. So, it was mostly students with one teacher. Um, So, it was Cassie Bernal, who was 17, Stephen Cornell, 14. Corey DePooder, 17. Kelly Fleming, 16. Matthew Ketcher, 16. Daniel Mauser, 15. Daniel Rohrabah, 15. William or Dave Sanders, who was the teacher. He was 47. Oh, that was so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Rachel Scott, who was 17. Isaiah Scholz, who was 18. John Tomlin, 16. Lauren Townsend, 18. And Kyle Velasquez, 16. That's a... It's a long mm-hmm. list, and also they were so young. Mm-hmm. I mean, except for obviously the teacher, but like st- the way the teacher died, it's like really, because he just died so slowly. Well, and he died because he was trying to get students to safety. Yeah, he was trying to help all those fucking poor students, and like, like mm-hmm. now the teachers are like taught to just lock their sad. classrooms and say "fuck you" to every other kid that's like locked down the hallway. And like he was like doing God's fucking work and it's that hurts it's my heart so so sad um if you guys want a more in-depth look you can go watch the episode of Zero Hour uh, episode two of Zero Hour where they talk about the Columbine shooting because it is so so sad yeah um so then in the days following the shootings there was a lot of speculation about like what caused them to do it and what their motivation was um and they talk about how they purposely chose athletes minorities and Christians to kill but, like, we hate racism, though. Yeah. That huh? is, they do say that. They're like, mm, we hate racism. And then they proceed to torment a black kid and call him the N-word. Yeah. So, you know, um, this, this part's really interesting to me. It was initially reported that one student, Cassie Bernal, who um, died was asked by one of the gunmen if she believed in God, and when she allegedly said yes, she was shot to death. And her parents later wrote a book titled She Said Yes, Honoring Their Daughter. Oh, that's really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, However, it didn't happen. What do you mean? It was later determined the question was not posed to Bernal at all. Uh, it, It was to another student who had already been wounded by a gunshot. And when the person said yes, the shooter walked away. Wait, so Cassie? Yeah. She never actually said that? Yeah. She didn't. Well then how did they how did they like how did that even come then? Because there were people who made it out, but they obviously didn't know who they uh, were talking to. I mean, if you were hidden under a desk. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So So it was a different student that actually said yes and they didn't even they shoot. They didn't even shoot him that's weird yeah. because they were talking about how much they hated god and like they were the gods and then they were yeah. like but i still think the C- she said yes book is very important like yeah that they did that for her um later subsequent investigations determined that they chose their victims actually randomly and that they'd originally intended to bomb their school hopefully killing hundreds of people um, which didn't actually happen which is good yeah. Fuck them. There was speculation that they committed the killings because they were members of a group of social outcasts called the Trunch Mafia that was fascinated by goth culture. It was also speculated they had carried out the shootings as retaliation for being bullied. So that's why I say always be nice to the quiet kids. Yeah, but also don't fucking shoot up schools. Please. Yes. Like, let's not do that. Yeah, but I mean, save yourself first, you know yeah um then they when the police actually got the journals that dylan and eric had they discovered that the teens had been planning this uh bombing for a year to uh be similar to the oklahoma city bombing Yep. Yeah. and that one also breaks your fucking heart yeah um investigative journalist dave cullen who wrote a book in 2009 about Columbine, described Harris as the callously brutal mastermind, while Dylan was a quivering depressive who journaled obsessively about love and attended the prom three days before opening fire. This motherfucker complained about being, like, the weird kid. And he had a date to prom, even. And he went to fucking prom with a date? Yeah. Okay. You're... Yep. Yeah. Yep what are we doing god they there were people that were actually nice to them like the fact that they like just blamed it on the docs they just wanted to fucking shoot up a school like this is that's stupid yeah um so earlier we talked about uh brooks brown who was the kid that they had threatened to kill online during the actual shoot before this shooting had actually happened brooks had met them outside because they kind of made their peace. And Eric said, hey, like, get out of here. Go home. That's crazy. Yeah. He just let him go. But they did that. They only did it to one other person, too, right? Yeah, I don't make it. To, there was only one other person that they spared intentionally, and that was John Savage. Um, and he was in the library when all this was going down. And when... They were in the library. He, I believe it was Dylan, asked him to identify himself. And he said, John. And Dylan was like, John Savage? And he was like, yeah. And he's like. And they, like, started having a conversation. Like, John goes like, what are you doing? And fucked up Dylan goes, just killing people. No fucking joke. And, uh. I would have pissed my pants if I was John. Like, I get it. Oh, yeah. I would have been shitting my pants. Shitting bricks. Yeah. Um. And so Dylan um, was like, hey, man, get out of here. Run. Like, get out of here. And John talks about it. He's like, I kept looking behind my back and I was running as fast as I could in case they changed their mind and tried to shoot me in the back. Yeah. And that's so fair. I feel like because you never know, especially with people who are that erratic. Yeah. I mean, they could just flip like a switch. Yeah, and they could also just said that so they could, like, have some sort of, quote-unquote, like, hunt. Because people are fucked up, and I hate people like that. Well, there's not a lot of people like that, luckily, but still. Uh, This part is really upsetting to me. Um, So, SWAT teams entered the school 47 minutes after the shooting started, but five hours passed before law enforcement declared the school under control five hours see again that doesn't fucking surprise me and uh, that was 1999 and then yeah this is before they had any procedures in place because yeah but then now they do and, and then they still because Daldy was they don't do fucking anything and it yeah it will make me upset forever um, then this is kind of piggybacking off the last one despite the fact that the shooting ended by noon police and sheriff's deputies believing there was continuing danger did not move into the shooting area until several more hours had passed, during which time some victims bled to death. Yeah. There are some people that could have lived if they would have gone in. Just actually. right away. Like, some. Grew, grew. Grew some balls. Grew some fucking cajones. Yeah. So. These are more like later things that had happened. You know what though? Cops are supposed to protect and serve. And, like that's yeah. the biggest. They literally take an oath. To protect and serve and like put their life on the line yeah so them being like scared is like reasonable but them knowing what they have to do i don't i don't like that like if you are too scared to put your life on the line for s- somebody else don't, be, don't be a cop don't be in some sort of first responder in medical field because you have to put your life on the line that's what it's what it's for yeah like like uh the one kid who tried to save dave uh, the teacher mm-hmm. he left a safe classroom and ran into a different classroom to try and help save a teacher like that's more ballsy than what any of the police did and he was like a 17 year old kid i know and the fact that like no i actually don't know i saw that in the video when he like unlocked the door like he just had to like sit there and find the key and unlock the door before they, they came in that would be scary mm-hmm. um so the victim's families claim that the suspect's parents should have known what their sons were up to before the shooting. So the victims were obviously pissed and they were kind of blaming it on the parents. But then Dylan's mom, uh, in her first interview, she says, quote, If I had recognized that Dylan was experiencing some real mental distress, he would not have been there, she says. He would have gotten help. I don't ever for a moment mean to imply that I'm not conscious of the fact that he was a killer because I am. Well, that's bullshit lie, because she knew that he had aggression and a fucking pipe bomb. That was Eric. Oh. Then never mind. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, Eric's dad did make a call when the shooting was happened. He called 911 and said, I think my son, Eric Harris, may be involved. And then when the 911 operator's, like, involved how, the dad says, I think he may be one of the gunmen. Which would be hard. It would be hard, but also, like... Babes. Yeah. You hear there's a school shooting in your kid's school, and you're like, it's my son. 100% It's my son. Huh? Yeah. No. Huh. -uh." Yeah. So, the actual shooting time, it lasted less than 20 minutes, and they killed... 12 fellow students, a teacher, and wounded 21 others. I think there was a total of 15 deaths after the bleeding out of, of some people. Um, this story of a survivor makes me really oh, happy good. and have, really sad. I hadn't heard this one, so that's uh, Yeah, I hadn't heard this either. So upon entering, um, they were still... This is during... Uh, Dylan and Eric were still shooting at students in the hallway who were under the impression... That their guns were paintball guns, <gasps> thus continuing to walk towards them. Oh my God. One of the students was a sophomore, Lance Kirkland, who was shot four times, lying on the floor, calling out for help. And when Dylan stood above him and said, Sure, man, I'll help you, to which he shot him in the face, and he lived. Holy shit that's amazing. So Lance lived and as Dylan walked away, Lance said, sorry man. Wait Lance said that or... No sorry okay. Dylan said it to Lance. I okay. was like, sorry man. no, he's not. No but he fucking lived that's and that's incredible. There was part of the 911 called one of the teachers is like there's a kid's face hanging off. that's this fucking kid. He got shot in the face and lived. What a badass. That, like, gave me, like, shivers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he my God. Shot five times total.
1: And, and then, was then one like, in the face. I
0: fucking lived. No, four times and then in the face. Yeah, that's... And he was like, I'm gonna live, actually. Fuck you guys. Hey, <laughs> how about suck my fucking <laughs> ass <gay-ass laughs> cock? Because I have big dick energy and you don't. Yeah, so... Like, that's... That's everything. I love that he lived. I know, that gave me... Him. I got... Like, I'm a goosebump. Yeah. <laughs> my body's a goosebump. Um, other witnesses uh, say that... As they were, like, moving around the school, they would be laughing and shouting, quote, positive things. Like, this is what we always wanted to do. This is awesome. They said that out loud while they were shooting people. What the fuck? But that's also not fucking surprising. I didn't say it was. I just hate it. I hate it, too. So Like, they just terrified people. Yeah. And they're like, guys, this is so funny. Why are you guys not laughing? No. No. So, my last point that I have here is, when they had entered the library, there was over 50 students in the library, um, and they had an agenda in the library. They were targeting students of color and anyone who played a sport at the school. According to witnesses, Eric stated that anybody with a white hat or sports emblem is dead. But that didn't actually happen, did it? Oh, They did say it, but... They were saying, like, be- wearing a white hat at the high school was an athlete tradition, and so a lot of the students fucking, like, tried to hide their hats, like, remove the hats and hide them. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um oh. But they did say that they were going to do that, but then they just shot people for fucking funsies, so. They wasn't. They had a motive and a target, but they also just shot anybody they could find. Because they're stupid. Assholes. They just wanted an excuse to shoot kids. Yeah. So. Fucking children. Literal children. So, that is... I don't like that one. I don't either. I mean, I don't like any of them, but that one's not good at all. Yeah. I had no idea about anything about the Columbine shooting. I didn't either. Until last year, uh, two of my friends did a thing for forensics where they they did, like, partial reenactments, partial, like, uh, school shooting awareness of, like, some of the basement tapes and uh, talked about the Columbine shooting, and they did it for us in our English class, and it was terrifying, uh, because, like, I didn't know anything about it at the time, and so it was just really hard to watch, and that's when I found out about all this stuff, and so that's kind of why I did this. Yeah, like, I knew about the Columbine, like, shootings, but I didn't know, like, a lot. Same with, like, Sandy Hook. Yeah. But they don't talk about the Columbine, like, at all, no. I feel, and they definitely... I don't know if they definitely should just because it's like Yeah. Like to kids, like depending on because like listen, the nine eleven thing when they make kindergartners watch that shit, that's yeah. too much. We lived that. <laughs> we lived just growing up watching videos of people jumping out of buildings. Don't yeah. love that for us. So I feel like it's important to talk about, but I also don't I don't think it should be that young. Yeah. It's just like there's like a very I don't gray think it should area. be a children's problem. I think it should be adults that have to deal with it. Like, uh, we shouldn't have to be worrying about it at five years old. I agree. That's. Like, Uvalde, they were kindergartners, right? I think so. They were, like, elementary. Can you imagine? I think they were. I'm almost positive they were kindergartners. Even if, though, they were, like, eight. They weren't. They were at elementary school. Yeah, they were little babies. Anyway. Yeah, so, real happy ending for Columbine. (laughs) That's what I mean wanna vomit. I yeah, know, me too. I love my breakout song like all the time. Yeah. That's Olivia. She sings. That's how you know is Kennedy goes, I hate that. <laughs> I, know, I hate everything. And Olivia goes, I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I sing it. So if you hear <laughs> singing, it's me. So Okay. Okay, this one isn't like. This is of course sad, but it's a little bit more like. It's a little. I don't wanna say less tragic. It's just more like, we can really make fun of this son of a bitch. <laughs> was he really stupid? <laughs> <laughs> They're They're just he, like, actually he's stupid? He's just, like, crazy pants. But, like, <laughs> oh, shit. Don't like, like, he's a lot. But I want to tell you, don't look. I want to tell you the fun little nicknames. <laughs> I I just started <laughs> reading Herbert over and over again. <laughs> okay, don't read. Sorry. How's that. Okay, ready? So, I don't know if this was during the killings or before the killings. But his full name okay, I'm doing his full name before or after the killings? No <laughs> That's what you just said. Anyway. <laughs> I meant like his nickname. Oh okay. the specific nickname. Um, awesome. so I'm doing um, a crime case over the serial killer, Herbert Richard Baumeister. Never heard of him. I know. Um so Herbert his Stop t- saying Herbert, I sorry. Herb. Herbie better? Herbie boy. Is that better? <laughs> No. So, um, one of his nicknames was Herbert the Pervert. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's amazing. And they didn't like fucking arrest that guy on the spot if they heard that. I guess not. But I can I don't know if Herbert the Pervert came uh, before the killings or after, or like. I hope it was her. before. They were just like, ah, silly Herb. Herbert the fucking pervert. <laughs> he was also so the, they called me in college. Kennedy the pervert. Herbert DeFerr. The <laughs> they called you Herbert DeFerr? In college, yeah. You are in college. No. So they, oh, you're not in college? Uh-uh. You got held back and then... I don't know. I just love <laughs> when people say that. They're like, that's my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my favorite joke of all time. Me. Anyway. He was also known as the I-70 Strangler slash Killer. Oh. Yeah. Are we ready, kids? My man's never going on I-70 Oh, wait. <laughs> that's how I get home. I-70 Ohio. I guess, but it's interstate. Well, Indiana, I think, actually. Well, he did killings in Indiana and also Ohio, so it's like... Awesome! But, it, no, this was Ohio, I-70, Ohio. Okay. So, Herbert... The Peppet. Herbert the Pivot was born to parents Dr. Herbert E. and Elizabeth Baumeister. Oh, he's a little junior guy? Yep, Herbert. Yeah. junior. So, Herbert, um... Dr. Herbert, we'll say Dr. Herbert for the father. Okay. Dr. Herbert was an anesthesiologist, so, like, Ooh. he grew up pretty, like, goodish. Like, not, like... goodish. Not, like, wealthy back then, but just, like... Upper middle class. Yeah, like, middle. And then his mother was um, a stay-at-home mom, so she just... Queen. So it's basically, like, a traditional life of... Yeah. Back in the when day. When was this? I will get there. Like, what, what era? 40s, 50s. Oh, okay. When I'm he sorry. was born. The killings are... Like, 70s? No. No. Late 80s? He was old when he did this? Late 80s, early 90s, baby. He was old as shit, dog. I think he was, like, 40s. 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 Yeah. <laughs> pervert the pervert. Oh, yeah, because we said, like, 40s is bad as if a 23-year-old serial killer would be bad. Okay, but... They're all bad. They're less perverty if they're in their 20s. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I feel like... The level of pervertiveness increases with age. Well, just because they look creepier as they <laughs> <age>. go. <laughs> just because you look nasty. <laughs> they do. I, I agree. Okay. So, um, he was born April 7th, so he was a fucking Aries. Piece of shit. My mom's an Aries. Dun, dun, dun. April 7th? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It is, yeah. In Indianapolis, my mom's a March Indiana. Aries. I just want to clarify, she's not an April Aries. Is she? I
1: she thought had a
0: March Aries. I thought she was a birthday. Early she time. had a birthday. She doesn't have a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was. I thought she was an April Aries. Her birthday's an exact week after yours, baby girl. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Oh my god, my grandma's is a twenty-eight. Awesome. Love that for her. So yeah, the are She's the best. Love my gam gam. Anyhow. Gam. Yeah. Really, Grammy? <laughs> <What's your name? laughs> well, apparently they fucking changed it on me. <laughs> you know, I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> you just fucking change my can, grandma's name. You can be special. I am special. Yep. He's a special granddaughter. So he was he was the first of four children. And so then came Barbara, Brad, and Richard. Awesome. I just found it weird, though, that his middle. Barbara. Barbara, Brad. Barbara, Brad i just don't it's weird herbert and richard <laughs> is it richard ramirez unfortunately no uh-huh two serial killers in one family that's Icon. no let's not do that <laughs> icon that's, that's literally iconic uh-huh. no i don't think so did you say you think so no <laughs> i said it but i didn't mean it oh uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no i meant it i'm yeah, <laughs> no, but I found it weird because his Herbert Herb, his middle name is Richard, and then they were like, "Let's name my, let's name the next son also Richard. Richard." Was his Richard Herbert? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Um, so by all accounts, his childhood was like pretty normal for the forties and fifties. He, He's the oldest child, you said. Yes. Okay. So like, I'm sure like his parents probably fucking beat him with a belt at one point, but like that's but like that a, was the fifties exactly. That's a normal fucking thing for them back then. Good thing it got better. Well. well. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun. Anyway. um, But things started to get a little bit weird, a little bit hinky in middle school. Hinky? Little hinky. Where'd you get that word? I don't know. I just... You just say it? It's in my fucking head, my guy. I got shit in my head, dog. Sometimes. Incorrect. <laughs> Actually, just air. So. Airhead! Also questionable. <laughs> I think it's just a void. Black hole? Yeah. Burn. So... Like, teachers started noticing a little bit, a little bit of, like, weird things about Herbie Boy. They were like, oh my god, it's really, like, like, at first it was, like, kind of, like, any kid with, like, fucking, like, ADHD. Like, just, he was loud, disruptive, distracted kids. Me. He was, like, you know, kind of, like, whatever. And so, at first it was just kind of like that. But then they started to notice that um, Herbie Boy was starting to become more obsessed with death and decay. Also me. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love death. <laughs> we have a podcast about death, so just crime, uh, baby. About like, yeah. we just... have not covered anything where everyone survives yet. No, but I do. There is a survivor story I really want to do. We should do a survivor story next time because yeah. we've been really sad. That's fair. We need like an uplifting one. I just figured. We should do an unsolved murder, and then a solved one, because because not a lot of people like unsolved yeah. murders, because there's don't, no, like, I wanted future. to switch it up and do this shooting instead of just, like, a typical murder oh, murder. Well, fuck you, I did it anyway. Okay, so, he's obsessed with death, death and decay, which is fun. Um, one of his friends also said that he remembers Herb used to ponder what human urine tasted like, so he was like, I kind of want to, like, take a little sippy at that moment. kind of looks like lemonade man. Not really. It was Not kid. really. If, and it also doesn't smell like lemonade. Mm-hmm. pee can kind of be stinky. <laughs> um, There was also really fun things that happened also. um, He once found a dead crow on the side of the road, put it in his pocket, and then um, when the teacher wasn't looking, he put it on her desk. Just he just like giving gifts. Yeah. An apple? No. A dead crow, though? percent. Yeah. That's what we're doing. He wanted to be unique, all right? The that's fair. overrated. That's true. He was just trying to stand out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was also a rumor that he started pissing on the teacher's desk, too. Like, instead of drinking it, he just wanted to, like, piss all over his desk. He just like, you want to try it? <laughs> <laughs> you want to, like, try this moment? It's kind of yummy. Try yum-yums. <laughs> um, so that's when, you know, his classmates were like, I don't really want to... Be uh, friends with you, buddy. You're a little weird. Anyway, so he started. So his peers started distancing himself, themselves from him because Herbert is fucking weird. Because you know, all those things are not my favorite things. I don't know. They're pretty. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um. So then the teachers were like, "Hey, Doctor Herbert and Elizabeth, your son." Probably should get looked at, to be honest. Like, he's a little bit going off the rails, I feel. He's a little too, And so they did. No, they did take him, though, and they put him in a psych hospital, and he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder. So, like, they were like, hey, he's got these mental issues. And then, you know what they did? Nothing. Nothing. They were like, perfect. Now we know what's wrong with this motherfucker. But treatment? That. No, thanks. Like it's okay. So he went through the rest of middle school a crazy loner, and then guess what? In high school, he killed people. Nope. Oh, he was just sad and lonely. He was sad and lonely again. Me. Me. Because he <laughs> yeah. really tried hard though to like be with like the in crowd, like the it people, like the football players, uh, that and never like never goes well for people. And like. He really wanted to, like, try and be friends and stuff, but he, they were like, no, I don't really want you to do that. I don't want you to be around us, actually. I would like you to leave, actually. Because he was still a weirdo, but I don't think he did anything super weird. Like, in high school, he just was just kind of, like, just alone and not good. He was just socially awkward and weird, and they were like, I think you should leave me alone. Thanks, though. Bye. So, he also never, like, dated anyone either, shocker, I feel. That's not a red flag. Some people don't date in high school. Well, being a loner also isn't a red flag. Yeah. It's just, the red flags were just basically middle school, when he was just being weird. So, it's like, some people don't date in high school. No, his high school life was sad, but it wasn't like he was being a weirdo. Most people's high school lives are sad. Mine. Mine. (laughs) The ending of senior year, yikes. The beginning? (laughs) Eek. The big damn mine was okay, and then it just got worse. Mine got better. I made friends. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. <laughs> sorry you lost all your friends. <laughs> RIP. <laughs> I know. Not RIP, they didn't die. But. RIP to your friendships. Yeah, I guess, but also. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Better without them. Personally. Okay. Because, like, you become the friends you hang out with, and I'd rather not become them, so. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so let's go into his college life now, because he graduated, actually. Like, he still, like, distracted students and became, like, a weirdo, but he did graduate. I mean, it's not hard. It's really not hard, but he graduated with good enough grades to get into Indiana University in
1: 1965.
0: That's um, when my mom was born. I love that for her. Now she's 100, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's staying in <laughs> as it should um, mama. <laughs> mama mama um charlie bit my finger <laughs> oh so much so what Again, was his major he didn't get one because he didn't get one just, like they didn't assign well, it he didn't like decide because guess what he started murdering people no <laughs> god damn it he dropped out Ding ding ding! Actually, the first few months because <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, but I won't. I won't. But again, shocker, his personality. What he was just socially awkward, couldn't make fucking friends, and he hated it. He was just alone. Yeah. And he was like, I hate it here. I I don't want to be here anymore. So he dropped out. And then a year later, his father was like, Fuck you! You need to fucking get it fucking together. So he actually went back to in India. To the <laughs> Ind- Indiana. Yeah. He went to the Indian Union. India he did. That's where he went, right? Yeah, <laughs> Indiana. Anyway, um, his father was like, "Hey, like you need to go back, but study anatomy this time." Oh, you know they because, were just like, "And fuck you, anatomy." Because, well, because his dad was an anesthesiologist. Oh, right, right, right. So, like, he was just like, "Just be me. It's not hard. <laughs> just, just be how awesome I am. I'm just a okay. rich motherfucker. Am I right, kids?" So, he went back, and then he met Julia Sater, his high school, or not high school, I was like, nope. college girly friend. He actually did start dating. Oh, my God. He started meeting a girly, and he was like, yay. Good for him. Again. Is he not gay? I feel like he's gay. Don't look it up. I'm not. Well, there's more to the story, so it's going to be good. Oh, so he's gay. It's going to be fire. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so... They started dating because they had a lot in common, mostly because they were extremely conservative, like just politically. They just their politics really matched and they were like, oh, my God, this is awesome. But they also um, shared the want to have like a business like they wanted. They both were like, I really want to be a business owner. Like, I feel like it would be awesome. So that was like their big dream together. And then still Herb was like, I fucking hate college. So he dropped out again. Oh, good. But Juliana, um, she she's the breadwinner. Sort of. Hey, what was her major? She, um, was a journalism teacher. Yeah. So she yeah. was yeah she yeah. was doing it. She was a part time. She was a part time student, and she was also a journalism teacher. So she was both queen. So I don't. I guess I don't really know what she went to school for. It just is. But she did go there. So well, that's how they met. So they married in 1971 at the United Methodist Church in Indiana. The what? The United mm-hmm. Methodist Church. <laughs> Got it. Because I really, yep. Yeah. And then six months into their marriage. Pregnant. Uh, wrong. Did they ever have sex? Just wait. I want to theorize. You don't get to. God. So six months into their marriage, um, Herb's father committed him to a psych hospital. <laughs> And yeah, probably. They don't know why, but obviously he's just a weirdo. And so he was like, get help, But So he got some help. Um, and so he spent like two months in the hospital, in the psych hospital. And then Jillian was still like, I love you, boo. Uh- so she like stayed with him throughout this. Why? And I, I don't know. Like there are so many fucking. She's actually still in love with him to this day. <laughs> She's not. But there's like so many red flags that she just fucking ignored. And she was like, I love it. I love him. So well, I guess. She tried to change him, too? <laughs> I hate you. She actually didn't. She just kind of went with it. <laughs> she was just like, awesome. She was like, okay. You're crazy? Perfect. That's love, what I mean. love to see it. Yeah. So when he did end up dropping out of college, he became his father. Got him a job um, at the Indiana Star. Well, as is that a, a newspaper? Yeah. At a, he was a paper boy. At, um, at 30? No. How old is he? When he dropped out of college, the right? first time. Yeah. Oh, he was. You're working backwards. Then though. I thought it was. No, I'm like, really not. Well, he dropped out of college like three times. Twice. twice. You don't know. You're not paying attention. I myself. am. I just feel like he's dropped out of college a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he was dropped out of college two times, and both were not like fucking ten years apart. I guess it was a few months. Okay, that makes more sense. So he was still like eighteen and nineteen when he dropped out of college twice. Okay, fair enough. You're like, he was in his 30s and he was a paperboy? No. Even still being like a 19-year-old and being a paperboy is still weird. I feel like it's not. Because like, it's like 10-year-olds are paperboys. <laughs> That's not true. It is. No, it's not. Yes, it is because I worked for a fucking newspaper. You can't dog on people who are paper boys. At 18, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I just did. Get over it. <laughs> 19-year-old paperboys? Get over it. I guess. I Comment know. if you are a paper boy, and you're 19 you're years old, an adult. Yeah, <laughs> like you're in between high school and getting married. If that's you, let me know, <laughs> and I'll take it back if someone actually says it. But I don't think they they will. Is paper boys are 11? Paper boys are literally children. Yeah. <laughs> so he couldn't like again. Formerly good relations with the co-workers, and then every time... Well, I feel like as a paperboy, you don't really have a chance to. You're working, and you're just fucking, like, riding a little bike. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <'cause> that's, <laughs> when you that's not all that paperboys did. <laughs> because he didn't... He was basically, like, an intern. Like, he got, like, coffees and shit, too. Like, he wasn't... Oh, so he was, <laughs> he was important. He was important. But he was, like, an intern. Like, he still, like, made relationship friends. He wasn't okay. just on his little bicycle throwing newspapers <laughs> in backyards. Well, then don't say he's a paperboy, because that's what I fucking that's about what him. he was. That's the, literally the title of him. Okay. Oh, but h- if he was an intern, then I feel like that would have been better. Well, that's not what they called him. They called him a paperboy, and you can literally leave it. Okay. Take I'm, it or leave it. I'm going to leave it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah, <laughs> I did. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it. <laughs> I guess. So he eventually got fired just because he was acting like a total little piss baby. Because, <laughs> because like whenever he like didn't get recognition for like the good things he did, like he would like have a little bitch fit. You <laughs> not me. <laughs> Hello? someone going to jail I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like 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 when you go to the casino and someone wins the da. Your sounds like a school bell. I think they might be watching a movie. Oh. Um, Maybe. I don't know. Weird. Weird. Anyway, so he be like was just like a little asshole, and he was like, I think he was like nineteen, and was a paper boy. So he was just being a dick, and like, so he never got a promotion, obviously, because I he mean, was just because he was just crying about everything. What from paper boy to paper man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, intern to better intern, intern to a fucking employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a coffee brother. Yep. So, like after that, he got fired. He got. A job at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles. He worked at the fucking DMV. BMV, babe. Yeah, but it means the DMV. No, it doesn't. What's the difference between that and the DMV? Um, he was a fucking It was the DMV. They just called it Bureau instead of Department. It's the same shit. Is it? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so instead he tried a new approach um, with working at the BMV. He became very aggressive with his coworkers <laughs> and and started just, like, yelling at them. And, like, he just wanted to show that he could be, like, of authority. And he was like, guys, look how awesome I am. I'm really the best. Like, he was just trying to be a piece of shit. And so he was like, guys, like, I'm a really good supervisor. Like, as you can see, I fucking hate when employees do that. You're the same rank as me, but you're going to act like you're my fucking boss, either, mostly because you're older and I'm younger. That's stupid. That's bullshit. Ageist is the worst. Yeah. Well, no, it's not the worst. Racism is the worst. But ageism <laughs> is still bad. You know what, guys? I hate racism. Just making that clear. <laughs> <laughs> I said ageist was the worst, and then I was like, I take that back. It is not. There's bad. a lot of things that are, like, worse than ageism, But it's still bad. Yeah, it's not good. But he did actually get promoted. But no after... fucking way. Yeah, he did. But after 10 years. <laughs> it took him 10 years. So now he's 30. I guess. I don't fucking know how old this motherfucker is. Just kidding. I do. He's gross. And I don't like him. Um... So, he was recognized for like his like actual hard work. Like he still was like he was a piece of shit, but like he was like a hard worker. And so he was like, they were like, okay, you can be promoted after your fucking. Actually, it might have been nine years, but like nine ten years. Like that's still a very long time to get one decade for a singular promotion. Like that's that's not good. Like that's not awesome. And I hate that for him. Um, so. Like, a year after his promotion, actually, before he got his promotion, let's rewind it, he was working at the BMV, but, like, for, like, a goofy little goofy thing, um, in the early 70s, he was like, hey, you know what's really fucking funny, guys? I'm gonna send all of you guys a Christmas card. No. With me Mm -mm. and another man dressed in drag and, like, give it to all of you. Which actually, that's iconic. I would do that. Yeah, like, like that's, we should do that. Like for now, like for like in twenty twenty two, that's fucking hilarious. That's and I would, true. I would this love is everything. Seventies. So. That the seventies. Yeah, it wasn't good for him. Um, even to like his boss, like he gave it to everyone. Everybody, all his coworkers, everything. Did he get fired? He was like, la now. No, he actually didn't. He got a promotion. He was like, nice! <laughs> so, that's when the <laughs> boss was like, invite me next time. Oh, guys, you guys couldn't have a photo shoot without me. You guys are goofy. Um, but that's when rumors started that he was a closeted homosexual. I called it. Yeah, so everybody was like, he's gay, right? So. Called him. But also, obviously, because of the way he acted, he was also known as a nutcase. Like, they called him that's a nutcase. That's the same thing. A closeted homosexual in that case is the same thing? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's not correct. It is. No, because I could be in that case. I am in that case. And you are closeted homosexuals somewhere worry. <laughs> as I should be. <laughs> so um, yeah, in 1984, that's when he got his promotion. He was recognized as an intelligent go-getter who produced results and was promoted to program director. Damn. So fucking got him. Paper man. But then uh, a year later, he was on fire. fired. You wanna know why? <laughs> you want to know why god I, know. I want you to take a big fat guess i you'll never get it you're you'll right never guess you're correct you'll never guess he brought in a litter box to piss him well it doesn't fall piss so good job <laughs> i figured <laughs> he has a thing with piss he does he has a golden shower kink. and that's okay people <laughs> have golden shower kinks that don't hurt people good go for it <laughs> my but mom, like herb this Fuck this the videos my mom sends me a they have litter boxes in the schools. No, they don't. They don't. They don't do that. It's not a thing. I'm leaving that in just for you, Baba. It's not real. <laughs> that doesn't exist. And people who believe that... Just because you see it on Fox News, that should be a big fat indicator that it's false. And or TikTok from conservative mothers. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe the S? No, I can't, because it's, it's, it's not a thing. Real. It's not real. Okay, so he pissed on his boss. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually... Pissed on a letter addressed to the Indiana <laughs> governor. <laughs> and sent it to him? Yeah, it took them months to figure out who it was. And they found it. Like, they found, like, the letter in somebody's, in, like, the manager's desk. So it wasn't even, like, in his desk. It was in a manager's desk. And then they were like, who the fuck? And then they were like, it's fucking her. <laughs> it's <laughs> that guy. He's the fucking crazy piece of shit. So <laughs> he was fired. Obviously. But actually, during his job at the DMV, he had three kids. Yeah. Yeah. But was one also named Herb? <laughs> herb Jr. <junior> Jr. <junior. laughs> no. Herb 2. That's a thing. Herb, herb the Second. Herb Part 2. <laughs> no, part three. 3. But you call it, it would be Herb the 3rd, I guess. Yeah, would be. Which is kind of iconic. Herb the 3rd, it rhymes. Mm. No, it doesn't. It does. No. It rolls off the tongue. But it doesn't rhyme. But it rolls off the tongue. You need to go back to school. I'm in school? Mm, no, not your school. they oh. really <laughs> talk about rhymes you don't know what mines are. Or the third. Yeah. Okay. No. Um Was one of their names her? No, uh, oh. I told you no. <laughs> so he had his first child in 1979, named Marie. Named her. Got it. Nope. Marie. He had a second child in 1981, named Eric. And then a third Edward child. Eric. Eric. Was it Eric from Vine? No, because it's not even spelled the same. I don't think. Oh. Is it spelled with ch? it his. It's spelled E-R-I-C-H. That's disgusting. <laughs> errich His name is Eric. <laughs> His name is Eric. You only can call him that for now. I'm not calling him that. errich That's not a name. <laughs> it is. No. I'm sorry, Eriches. For all the Eriches out there, I'm sorry. See, Eric Harris with E-R-I-C. That's what I mean. That's, That's a not... normal spelling, not Erich. I'm really sorry that you're very offended about it.
1: And then their
0: last child was Emily in 1984. So, he clearly tried really hard to find a job. He couldn't. Obviously. He's old as shit. Yeah, sure. But Juliana decided that since he clearly could not have a job and wasn't going to find one fast, she became a teacher again, and he became a part-time stay-at-home dad. Part-time? Yep. What did he do at the other time? Just wait. Oh. (laughs) He was a gay male (laughs) stripper. Nope. All right. So... But by all accounts, though, he was like a really good father. He was patient. He was caring. He was loving. He like also loved being a stay at home dad. Like it was like one of his fave things. I would love that too. I would. uh, I agree. I would love to sit at home all day. Yeah, but also, I feel like that's offensive to stay at home parents. I know you do a lot more than that. I'm just lazy. Yeah, you just sleep and they take care of (laughs) you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're the stay at home kid. (laughs) Your kids are your mom. Yeah, like, give me a bath. So, this was his perfect opportunity. When I said part-time dad, I really meant full-time, but he also did fun little things like... Murder? No. <laughs> <laughs> he started drinking really badly, Wow. Well. and he would take time from his part-time, or from his job as being a stay-at-home dad, to go to gay bars. As was close! Yeah. And, like, that's not bad, I guess. But, like unless you're married to a woman. Yeah, and, but <laughs> Juliana also didn't know. He, he didn't make it better. She didn't know that he was drinking and that he went to gay bars. Yeah, she was making the bank, obviously. Yeah, she was like out here working. He was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Fucking get out. So the poor kids. Li- yeah. Okay. So then, in September of 1985, this was his first like big boy crime. He he jaywalked. No. <laughs> he was charged with a hit and run. Oh, while drunk driving, so a double whammy. Yeah, but guess what? They didn't do anything about it. Yeah, he also six months later was charged with stealing his friend's car. That's fair. And but like, what friend? You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> Liar. Is, are you sure?
0: Are you a friend? You, you do you know this man? <laughs> Is he from the gay bar? Do you know him? He's probably from the gay bar. Who the friend? Yeah, because he's just like a stranger. He's like, yeah, he probably like stole it. From I the gay he, bar. Yeah, that's what dog. yeah. So, the warrant was filed, and he was charged with auto theft and conspiracy to commit theft, but, um, after one day of a bench trial, he, the charges were lifted. and They were only like, it's fine. Why? Just because. Because it was a corrupt judge. Like, I oh, don't fucking duh. D- like, if you want to get out of a charge, bench trials are probably your best bet. I don't know what that specifically means. a bench trial. A judge makes the decision for you instead uh, of, like, a jury. Yeah. So the judge is like, I want to fucking go home. You're good to go. This is great. I love it. Thank you so much, Shoddy Bay. So then he eventually did find a job. He worked. He started working at thrift Story. He thought at first he was like, This is so fucking gross. Like this is beneath me. I'm literally way better than this. I'm the best thing ever. You suck. But he decided, you know what though? Let me start a business. So he became the owner. Should I guess? Sure, if you want. Go ahead. Is it bad? Or is it, like, pretty normal? No, it's fine. Normal? It's normal. I don't know. Well, I was going to go with something outlandish, but you said it's normal. What was the outlandish thing? I want to know. Another gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he could have. That's what I was saying. No, he shouldn't have. Because if you know about what happens that he does at the gay bars, you won't want to. Anyway. But that would have been the perfect yeah. sport. That would have started a gay bar. That is fair. No, he... In... 1988, he started a thrift chain called Save-A-Lot. I thought thrifting was beneath him. Well, he was like, fucking, this is my business now. <laughs> so, so, a percentage of the source profit went to Children's Bureau of Indianapolis. So, like... Okay. They, like, he was, like, known for, like, giving to charities and shit with the profit that he got from his thrift stores. And because of that, not just because of that, but he had a really good reputation and they started to get real fucking rich 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 out the ass booty hole okay. so out the hooter cooter yeah and so then during like the whole like thrift thrift store chain supply his father passed but by all accounts he wasn't very phased by it he was just kind of like i okay like ooh, he's that's tough out my guy. like r.i.p i guess and this is when the fun starts happening. Not actually. That's fake. That's false. Um he and his wife and his children moved into what they call Fox Hello Farms. That sounds fake. It does. It sounds but it sounds lovely. And actually the house is very beautiful, and I would love to live there if what happened, happened, didn't actually happen. You oh know my what God. I mean? Pictures? Yeah. Okay. It's gonna be awesome. No, it's not. Anyway. Um, In 1991, they moved into their dream home, and another weird little hanky thing happened. Of course it did. Um, Game men started disappearing. Well. So. That was a little weird, I feel. was there. What? Wrong. He was not in Indianapolis at all. Supposedly. And also, this was. It was the same time frame. Yeah, it was, but he also wasn't. He was in Milwaukee, Ben. That's like only a state or two away. He did not do these crimes. I promise. I know, but anyway, that's what he could have said. So, the Fox Hello Farms was eleven thousand square feet, and it was Tudor styled, which is beautiful, and eighteen acres of lush green pastures. That's um, copy and pasted word for word. Yeah, I love it. That's what it is. Lush green pastures, baby girl. Lush. Green. damn days. fucking street baby <laughs> and um it was in westfield and it was like right outside of indianapolis in the hamilton county in hamilton county i don't i guess so it was like a little bit out of the city but not too far because that's so that he could still go to gay bars yes that's why 100 percent it is yeah, I'm not so, stupid. Good for you. Some people might not understand and connect to, and take. okay? That's what I say out I know, that's very helpful. Thank you. So, Juliana described it as, quote, a utopia where the kids could rollerblade without having to worry about cars coming around the corner. So, like, that would be nice. Like, all in all, this would be, like, the best life ever. Unless you dare a yeah. murder. Yeah, I agree. Is he a serial killer? Did he kill more than three people? Yep. Um, so, it was obviously very big. It was a million dollars semi mansion, and it included a stable and an indoor pool. A million dollars in the 90s, too? God damn. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, baby. Obviously, he became very respect- well-respected in the community, and they were like, oh, her was, like, a really nice guy. He actually, fun little moment, he was interviewed by Wish TV about a dead raccoon, um, because What a weird thing to interview someone about I know, but they did this, he was interviewed, because there was a dead raccoon while they were, while the city was doing, like, road construction, and they had just painted yellow lines over the dead raccoon. <laughs> You're kidding. No. They, like, didn't move it. They were like, okay. K-Dot really, like, that's really, missed their shift on that moment. That's really working your wage. <laughs> they were like, no, I don't have time to move this fucking raccoon. Um, but you know I what go. Herb said about it? He was like, I did it. <laughs> he was like, guys, hey, like, put it there. <laughs> if anything, he would have put it in his pocket. <laughs> he probably would have put it in his uh, wife's desk. She's a teacher. Yeah, probably. So he said that it was very grotesque, and he was like, "How could they do that? How could they be so careless?" And like that poor raccoon, and like the poor raccoon. <laughs> he was like, "That is just so disrespectful." Like, oh You're my kidding. god! No, he said that. You could find the video is online, and I will I'll watch it with you. It's very okay. Funny. Just him going. It's grotesque. How could you? How literally could you? I'm like you're an idiot, and I don't like you. So, um, like everybody thought the Bowlers were like so amazing. I hate that last man. I know, sorry. Um, but they were like, oh, they're like, literally the version of like a perfect American family, I guess. Yeah. But like on the in behind closed doors, you could say, um, it wasn't awesome. Um, Herb was extremely difficult to work with. Crazy. With his wife. Um, he treated her less of a wife and more of as an employee and not even a co-owner. Oh! His women. Yeah. So they, like, got in a lot of arguments and, like, he would yell at her a lot. And so she decided, you know what? Fuck you. No, she wanted to stay married to him. Why? So she was like, you know what? What's going to couple's therapy? <laughs> No, she decided to just take a back seat from the thrift store chain and was like, I'm not going to worry about this. You can worry about it. We can just be, I'll just fucking step back. Like, I don't need to be around this. So he, she like stepped back. And so over like summers and stuff, Juliana took her children to Herb's mother's house at the Wait, lake. without him. And Wawasi? Fake. Yeah i heard like wawasi condominium so it was like pretty good it was a condominium it was a condom oh my god that's what i said they lived in a condom that's awesome (laughs) they're safe they are protected (laughs) so um herb would say you know what you go you go for the summer i'm gonna stay here and watch over the stores so you know what you have employees for well he wanted to make sure okay god So, while he was taking care of the stores, um, the employees actually said um, her became careless and neglectful. And he was like, you guys fucking suck. He's all too busy at the gay bars. And when he was there, uh, save a lot, they said that he was very unwelcoming and, like, rude. And then a lot of the employees actually quit. And then the stores started to deteriorate, and they slowly became bankrupt. Awesome. Yep. So the reason, her little fun reason, why he wasn't he was taking care of the street. You need to shut the fuck up. I'm right. the re- <laughs> The reason was because he liked to frequent the gay bars I- in downtown Indianapolis. obvi Now, when I mentioned in 1991 that all the gay men were missing, yeah, it was the same exact bar that herb quite frequented. No shit. Yep. Uh and they realized these men that are missing all have the same like physique, same qualities, same looks to them. And usually serial killers do. They have a thing. They have a certain a victim type. A niche. A niche, I guess. They had a certain victim type that they would stick with. Um so there's that, which is clearly like Sus. As hell. But let's talk about our man's Virgil Vandegrift. Never heard of him. He's a king. We love him. So nobody really looked into this because obviously gay people in like the 90s. Nobody. Nobody. They. People still don't give a shit. Oh, I agree. So in 1994, Virgil Vandegrift, he was a retired Marion County Sheriff and he became a private investigator in Indianapolis. King. Yeah, king. I feel like oh, that's usually what happens. Like that's what PRs are. They're just like retired police officers. I know. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like kings. They are kings. Yeah, I agree. I love that for them, and queens of course, and just I I mean, it's probably kings. Kings, yeah. Um, so he like realized this because no, of course the Indianapolis police were like, I don't fucking care. Who cares? Is this AHS? What? This is AHS. Oh my god, it kind of similar. You did AHS. I guess. Anyway, so he looked. he started looking into it. And so I saw in a source that said either the mother contacted him or he contacted the mother, mother. of this, this missing gay person. Okay. I'll say that name, of course, but like I don't know. There was a connection. There was a connection. One person contacted the other. Alan Browser. I don't wanna like fuck it up, but I'm pretty sure it's browsered. Um, he was a missing gay man, he was 28. And either Virgil or Alan's mother contacted the other. Alan's mother said that he was last seen leaving a gay bar in downtown Indianapolis. And he was reported missing earlier in June, 1994. Of course the cops did absolutely nothing because they were like, okay, don't okay So then days later, the mother of Roger Goodlett, who was roger good was 32 at the time that like he went miss- missing she did contact virgil and so um she said that her son was last seen under similar circumstances of alan and he was reported missing in late july of 1994 so uh, virgil was like this is really fucking weird of course and so he started to correlate and so he started to look more into it and he realized that it was not just two people it was over a dozen gay men that went missing they were like this is he was like this isn't right like at all and so he was like this is definitely some sort of serial killer and that term was already coined so he was like this is definitely a serial killer and so of course he went to the actual police and you know what they did You, you know but do you know what they said fuck you he said they were probably just running off to do quote gay lifestyles I just see. their gay lifestyles, you know what I mean? Yeah, so every gay person does, they, they just, just run off to do gay lifestyles. <laughs> and they just run away. So, during that time that Virgil was investigating this, um, we're gonna talk about Erich. Erich, oh my god, yeah. King Erich. Um, he How was, on earth is he related to this other than being this son? Oh, it's awesome. Not awesome, it's not He's good. gay? No. God. Shut up! Is he? No. <laughs> Herb is, though. Oh, he's a raging homie (laughs) okay so when eric was 13 years old he was playing in the woods (sighs) why did you why (laughs) Why would you play in the woods people played in the woods they shouldn't i did yeah Yeah, okay (laughs) fuck you and he found a bunch of dead bodies he no shut up i love guessing i hate when you do it it's annoying So he was playing in the woods in Fox Hollow, obviously, just around the property. And he found this little skull. Awesome. And he was like, this is literally so cool. I'm going to show Mommy. So he went and brought it to his mother, Juliana. I'm going to shit my family. And Juliana was like, this is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Because she was like, this is a human fucking skull right now. Like, what the fuck? Why do you have this? (laughs) Yeah, so then Juliana was like... Honey, will you please take me to, like, where the fuck you found this? And, you know, they found more. They found bones. Um, and it completed a skeleton. Awesome. Yep. And so she was like, this isn't good. So she was like, honey, Herbie boy, what the fuck is this? Oh, she immediately thought it was Herb? No, she went to Herb and was like, what do you think this is? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, give me an answer, bitch. Because he's weird. And so, like, she knew he was weird. And so she just ignored that shit. Like, she was, like, she, like, stayed by his side. And she was just, like, you're a weirdo, but I love you. I'm, like, okay. Okay. Yeah, so, you know what he said? No. I'll give you a guess. Okay, I'm guessing. Okay, guess. He said it's an animal. No, he said it was a skeleton from his father's, like, anatomy. Collection, like it was just like a little fake skeleton thing. From his feathers were, you're wrong. You're and, a liar. well, she was like, That's reasonable. Yeah, she no, instead of asking where the f-, like, why the fuck is it buried here? Then she went, Yeah, yeah that makes sense. You're right, actually. But that, that she no sense. literally did not question him further and was like, This is accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <That's correct. laughs> like Herb the weirdo, Herb, herb. the perf, herb. I keep wanting to say herb because herbs, but herb the perv he was like this is accurate yeah or she was she said you know what this is good so then we have our only survivor yay of herb Herb so i guess there is a survivor in, in this one yeah um for privacy reasons he wanted to go by tony harris so um first we have erich and now we have harris oh my god so many correlations no I love those videos. So there's a fun little story that comes out. Uh, Tony decides to speak up and he says, I'll put it in the perspective of Tony. Are you ready? So Tony was friends with Roger Goodlit the one who went missing. He was 32 and the mother contacted Virgil about. Right. And so Virgil was looking into Alan and Roger's disappearances and so, Tony was like, I'm really good friends with Roger Goodlett, and I may have just met the man who murdered My Roger Goodlet." Yeah. yeah. And so, he was like, okay, so here's what happened. So, Tony was at the bar, at the gay bar, where, of course, this man, ready? So, he was at the bar, and he was hanging out, chilling, getting some drinks in, and he met this man named Brian Smart. Fake Dan. And he was like, this guy's really charming. He was really sweet. We drank for, like, hours. And he was literally awesome. And he was like, I really like this guy. So, um, Smart was like, hey. Like, Brian Smart was like, hey, would you like to come, um, back to? No, that's, well, that's the, what's supposed to happen. Yeah, That's what he thought was going to happen. So, Brian said that he had an employer that he was um, doing instruction work for. And he was like, hey, do you want to go back to this, my employer's house? I don't know. Go to a fucking bathhouse like a normal person. Yeah. And he was like, do you want to, like, go? And Tony was like, "No." fuck yeah. Let's get free. <laughs> <up."> <laughs> so, Tony, um, went with Smart into this car that had a Ohio license plates. Don't do that. Well, he did. And it took them. He said that they drove north. Yes. And of course, it was hard for Tony to tell where they were going because he was obviously drunk and very and it was dark, probably. He was like, I don't know, like whatever, like it was fine and it was dark. And so he knew that it was like probably a 30 minute drive. But he couldn't really see where he was going, like where they were going. But of course, Brian Smart did. So he said that he went to Tony described it as a large, stately tutored. Style home. Oh, convenient. Yep. Now, Smart led Tony to a pool house. Now, I genuinely want you to guess what the fuck you think he had in his pool house. Dead bodies. Nope. Uh, Give it a good guess. Pause. A genuine guess. Like a really good one. Oh, like it's like outlandish? You're never going to fuck guess mardi gras beads honestly probably on one of the fucking mannequins he had <laughs> they were dressed in drag in, no just like in party wear because herb liked to say he there were mannequins all over this place all over the pool house how big is this fucking pool house? pretty big i'll there's a pictures of it not of the mannequins in there there were mannequins displayed all over and of course tony was like What the fuck? This is a little weird. And you know what? Herb's reasoning for, like, all these minikins he said that he wanted to make it seem like it was, like, a party. What the fuck? (laughs) Because he didn't have fucking friends. That's A, sad. B, ew. And this whole time, Juliana had no idea. Does she never go anywhere ever? They were all at their mothers during- or er, oh, Herbert's right. mothers during the, the summer, so they, like, didn't know. Like, the whole fucking summer, they were gone, and Herbert was doing weird shit like this, and he was like, this is great. I love that. <sighs> it, like, icks me out. Every time. Anyway, so, it was, like, really fucking weird, but then, like, to calm Tony boy down, he was like, hey, you want this drink? What drink was it? You want me to make you a little drinky boy? Tony was like, yeah. No thanks. So, Smart gave him this drink and was like... You drink want- it. Here you go. Do you want a drink? And then Tony was like... No. <laughs> no, I'm actually really weirded out right now. He didn't say that, but he was like, no. Because, obviously, seeing a room full of mannequins or a pool, he was like, I don't really want to drink that, actually. So, you can keep it. And Tony also said that he had... Smart had, like, weird reactive behaviors. Like, he was almost... Like, it seemed like he was on... Like cocaine or something. Like probably he was, was. He was just acting very weird. Well, he had no like drug history, like drug usage, but honestly, it wouldn't fucking faze me. Like he probably would. So he was very uncomfortable about the situation, but he, like to ease his mind, Brian was like, Brian Smart was like, Hey. Uh have you ever heard of erotic asphyxiation? Mm. And Tony. Tony like, how? Tony's like, uh no. And he was like, hey. Let's like Do this fun little moment. So, he gave, Brian Smart gave Tony, um, a hose. And he goes, wrap this around my neck. So, Tony proceeds to wrap a hose, the pool hose around his neck. And, um, while Brian masturbated, Tony would continue to, like, pull the, um, hose and make it tighter. And tighter until, you know, he... Did his thing and so then he was like okay so now your turn and tony was like no okay so brian wrapped the rope or the not the rope the the pool hose around his neck and brian started pulling nope i'm good and then tony was like ow this is this is getting a little bit too tight i feel and so like tony was like hey like let's not and he realized he's, he's gonna, gonna kill, kill me. Him. So, Tony being the smartest fucking bestie in the world, he was like, I'm gonna pretend to pass out. Smart. So, as soon as he did that, Brian was like, okay, let go of the pool hose. He's so smart. That's what I'm saying. So, he let go of the pool hose, and then Tony was like, Gotcha! A O L. And then Brian was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, fuck. You, you're not. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Brian was like, I'm going to play this off. Um, <laughs> How do you play that off? He goes, he literally goes, hey, you want to just like, fuck? Like, are you ready to just go back? Like, go back to your, like, do you want me to drop you off now? He's like, yeah. And Tony's like, yeah, I think you should. Yeah. And then Brian's like, do you just want to do this again? Sometime next Sometime week? Sometime next week? let the same time next week, I think. And then Tony's like, Yep, yeah, uh-huh. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, right. So, Tony escaped, but, um, by the fucking skin of his teeth. Yeah. And he contacted Virgil about this. For sure. Because Tony had went to the FBI, and also the police, and they said the same thing they told Virgil. And they were like, it's fucking gay stuff. God. Okay. Idiots. And so, Virgil decided, you know what? Put this wire on you and try to meet him. (gasps) Oh! No! So Tony agreed. And he tried to meet up with Brian Smart. But Brian Smart never showed up. Because Brian Smart doesn't exist. Brian Smart. Da da da! Anyway. So while all of this is going on, there was also a little thing called the I 70 murders. Now, this was when Van Griff was. Vandegrift, Virgil Vandegrift was like Investigating the string of disappearances At the gay bars, he found out about the I-70 murders, and this was in Ohio And so Um, it was an ongoing Investigation, and The murders stopped In 1991 When You know who moved to Indian, yep Fucking, Brian Smart <laughs> Herbie boy. Herbie boy. So he was like, that's weird that it just, like, stopped. But, like, so basically what had happened is that bodies had been dumped along I-70, and they were called the I-70 murders. Um, But four victims were from Indianapolis. So that's fun. And so then um, after he found out like about all of this. He was like, "This is so fucking weird." So he decides to go to our, the next queen in this, Mary Motherfucking Wilson, and she was a detective who worked in the missing persons. And Virgil Vandergrift was like, "I love her. She is so amazing, and I highly respect her. She's the best." So she talks to Mary, or he talks to Mary about tony and the missing cases and she was like this is really really fucking weird and so mary drove tony around the wealthy areas of indianapolis but he literally could not recognize any of the houses he was like i have no idea like i cannot remember so um they kind of like it kind of just kind of died but then a year after brian and tony had like tried to like meet up Fucking Tony ran into Brian at another gay bar. <laughs> <sighs> so Tony was like, holy shit, this is this guy. So he went to the parking lot. Tony being the smartest motherfucker in town. I love this guy. I do too. He's amazing. He went. Called the police, probably. No. Called, God damn it. Called the guy. Wrong. Shh. <laughs> he went to the parking lot, found the car he was taken in. Oh, that's smart. And written down the license plate. Yeah. And then that's when he gave it to Virgil. Yeah. And they ran it. You know what name? Not Brian. Not fucking Brian. Herbie Bull. Herbert Baumeister. And they were like, the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck is this motherfucker? <laughs> so then, Mary, with her cojones she had grown, um, she went and confronted Baumeister. You're kidding. Nope. She went up to Herb and said, you are the fucking suspect of two big murder cases. Big murder cases. You were the lead motherfucking suspect. And she was like, give me permission to search your home. And he said no. He said, you're gonna have to go through my fucking lawyer if you ever want to go through my home. Yeah. Fuck you. To be fair, I would do that even if I wasn't guilty, but. Oh, yeah, me too. But good for him, I guess. Yeah. Because you, like, cops can find anything and be like, because cops are fucking stupid sometimes. Not all of them, but. Most. If you read our cases, you really can see how fun that is. So then um, she was like, fuck, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So she decided to go to Juliana instead. Sure. She, she went to the home first. Jul- Except Juliana knows nothing. She told Juliana about this. And Juliana was like, no, no. He would never fucking do that. I, I love s- when people say that. You're, like, such a liar. Like, she w- he would never. And so then, Juliana was like, hey, Herb, the fuck? And Herb was like, babe, I would never do that. Mm. Uh, uh, you, you didn't even believe you would say that about You me. know me. We have been married for 25 years. Of course I would never do that. And Juliana was like, you're right. That was so goofy." for me. <laughs> so then Mary went back. the thrift store and confronted juliana again and she was like please give us a warrant and they were like no she was like i'm not doing that you don't get to search for my house there's no way he did that you didn't do it so then mary was like okay fine i'm gonna go to the court she asked the court and she was like hey give me a warrant i need we need to search this guy's house they were like you don't have enough evidence it's all circumstantial you don't have enough evidence for this it's just he says she says you don't know so, she was like, fuck. God damn it. Okay, fine. So... That's when you break in. <laughs> That's illegal. Yeah. So is Mary, people. Yeah, but she would lose her license. But the case would be solved. She'd lose her license. Anyway. So, it was like, like, Wilson was like, fuck. Okay, fine. And so, she had to just let it go. Because she couldn't do anything about it. And so did Virgil, and so did Tony. Like, they all had to just let it go because there was no evidence against him to get a warrant. And so while, like, this kind of, like, died down, um, Save-A-Lot started to really go downhill. Shocking. The Children's Bureau, the charity that they gave a some amount of the profits to, that was canceled. The contract was canceled. And then Juliana and Herb, bankruptcy of course because fucking duh because her was like i'm not gonna take care of any of this and so every like all the dreams juliana had of like her family being together and like her working so hard on her marriage and like trying to keep them together that was gone basically and she was like i i don't know what to do like i can't do this and so she was like you know what Herb? fuck you so in june 1996 She went into the office of Mary Wilson and confessed. She said that for years, that story of Eric haunted her. And, like, she never... Like, she was, like, he was weird. He, like, disappeared. He was fucking drinking. And, like, she was like, I I don't know what to do. And she filed for divorce, too. So go, Juliana. She was a fucking baddie. So she filed for divorce. And that's when detective wilson was granted a warrant yeah yeah because juliana was really like okay you know what fuck okay let's do this let's do this let's do this so they went to the house and they did a little searching shocking they were like mm, okay 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 this is good this is good um they like were on the road and they were like this gravel looks weird this How does so- gravel looks weird they're like this isn't like gravel. Like this isn't like rocks. <laughs> you know what it was? Do not tell me it was bone. It was oh my god! <laughs> You're fucking kidding me. <laughs> he ground up the bones and used it as gravel. gravel. Mhm. Mhm. Did you like how I connected those dots? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because I I don't love that fact, but like that has never happened in any other case that's I've ever like, heard what of. So, like, it's so fucking weird and outlandish that you don't even think... Like, if that was in a movie, I'd be like, that's You're right. fucking ridiculous. It's never happened. It happened. It happened. Oh, my God. And then when that got too full, like, the gravel was, like, finished, I guess. He started burying the bodies in the woods, of course, and that's where Eric found that skeleton. Erich. 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 How many times have we made that fucking joke? I don't know, but I feel Erich. bad Erich. for Erich. <laughs> I don't. So, um yeah so forensics of course confirmed that the gravel was human bones and and they were like "Mm, gross so then they took a little more digging around the property and they had excavated five thousand bone fragments and teeth oh yeah that makes sense and i'm going to read off the victims there was a total of 11 men that were found and only eight of them were identified so here are the identified men Um, Roger Goodlett, Stephen Hale, Richard Hamilton, Manuel Resendez, Mike Kearn, Johnny Bayer, Alan Broussard, and Jeff Jones. There were that many men. And that doesn't count the I-70 murders. Oh! Yep. So. Were the I-70 murders also only men? Yeah. It was all gay men, because he went to... A bar. Like, most back then, like, gay men bars were literally just for gay men, mostly. Yeah. Yeah, so he just went there and picked up. But he was also just fucking gay, so he went and... Yeah. 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 So, when Herb was like, holy shit, uh, they're about to come get me. <laughs> so, I'm gonna go. <laughs> while this investigation was taking place, he was living at his mother's home, and he was like... Ooh, you know what? I'm going to cross the border to Canada. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, July 3rd, 1996, a group of hikers discovered Herb's body. (gasps) Yep. In a pioneering... Provincial? Provincial park in Ontario, Canada. He killed himself. Motherfucker. Yep. He had left a suicide note, and he had... Mentioned his family, his failed marriage, and his failed business, but he had no mention of the bodies found in his backyard. Obviously. He never admitted to it. Even his dying breath, he was like, fuck you. So, yeah. So, there was no fucking justice for any of the victims, basically. He didn't, like, get punished for it, which sucks. But then there was the I-70 murders that had now been linked to Herbert. Um, They weren't solved officially until 1998. Yep. Um, So they realized that the men found in the backyard were very, very similar to the same men that were found on I-70. And they're like, this is really weird. And so um, a witness came forward and explained that he had seen a photo of Baumeister and recognized him as the man who had seen Michael Riley leaving Indianapolis in an Indianapolis club in 1983 with Baumeister. And then Riley's body was also discovered on i seventy. So, um, yeah. So, that's it. Like, he fucking... Killed himself. Killed himself. The victims were never really found, or they were found, but a few of them were not identified, and the families never really got the justice that they deserved or closure. And he's just a fucking big fat piece of shit, and I hope he's rotting in hell currently, just absolutely rotting in hell. So, um, yeah. Awesome! <laughs> so, you can also, a lot of people, visit the Fox Hollow Grounds, because it's still a thing currently, which I hate. But I kind of love. I hate it, and I love it. Because, just because it's just so weird yeah. to know that somebody murdered and buried people there. I hate that. But, um, I don't know. By all accounts, he was just, like, a normal fucking guy who was, like, a little bit weird, and then became a serial killer because if you think about the mcdonald's triangle which is the three points that make a serial killer it's like the main three points of course there's more that make a serial killer but it's bedwetting child not child abuse like animal abuse and or killing animals and arson he did none of those but most serial killers that you like read about or learn cases about they're obsessed with death and decay but a lot of people are. I mean, I'm not obsessed with it, but it's very interesting to me. All right. So. Well. That's Herbert Baumeister, motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. On that note. Oh, uh, we forgot. I want to point these out. The fucking information that was found yesterday of the dunes. The lady of the dunes and the libby and abby murders they have been the lady of the dunes have been solved they know who it is which is amazing and libby and abby there has been a, an arrest charged so that's very exciting for them in crime news and i'm very like happy there's some sort of closure and result in that yeah but we don't know for sure if the guy who was charged with Libby Navi's murder were actually, is actually the murderer, but. It still helps. It it really helps, especially narrow it down. Um, so, if you don't know about those cases, we'll probably cover them. I don't know, maybe. Some point. Whatever. Like, it, like, we probably will. It's, they're really, like, important cases, I feel. And the Lady of the Dunes was not solved until 30 years later, I think. And that's that's pretty cool. fucking crazy pants and the libby and abby murder so unsolved but yeah it's not solved but it happened in 2017 and they finally have a suspect so yeah. that's really really good so on that note we will see you guys next next thursday next next thursday burr, 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 follow burr. us on all the things podcast the macabre on what all the things Instagram, Facebook, Gmail. We have a Gmail. We also have a Patreon. Yeah. Maybe we can get some better audio quality. <laughs> <clears throat> but I don't know. Other than that, bye.